On today's episode of Copy That Mate, Brandon finds this new drink called White Claws. We record a lawless show. We do the usual and talk shit about K-Mag. And Kimmy wears a unicorn costume, but the horn or antlers? Weird. Everybody and welcome into another episode of Copy That Mate. I am one of your hosts, Ben Sheets. And this is Javier Vasquez. And this is Brandon Vasquez. And I just realized that that previous conversation was all recorded. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Brandon, Javi, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Javi, what are you? Uh, what are you drinking tonight? I got a course. Tori's mom left it over and been trying to work through it. She brought over a rack. So oh, I'm trying to work my are, way through it. Are your cans, uh, are they blue? Are they as cold as the Rockies? The mountains are, the Rockies are blue, yes. And I got an jacuzzi. Also, I'm working on a bag of boxed wine. But that one's almost gone. Also left over by Tori's mom. Bag of boxed wine. Excellent choice. Brandon, how about you? What do you have tonight? Do I have to say it? <laughs> Do you? I, I mean, I'm about? not. What are you? What are you I'm drinking? Are you ashamed of something a, for not, some I'm reason? I'm not necessarily ashamed. We need you to be confident here on the show. Okay, Brandon. fine. I'm. I'm um. <laughs> There's like no way to confidently say this. Man, what is it? Like caffeine-free uh, diet coke? No, I'm not a pansy. Um, it is White Claw <laughs> Truly Hard <laughs> Seltzer. <laughs> Wait, isn't white on. aren't White Claw and Truly competitors? Ah. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, that's satisfying. That was satisfying. That was a good one. No, it's just five percent um, uh, alcohol. Uh, Lacroix. Think of it that way. Well, you know what they say: there's no laws when you're drinking claws. <laughs> they do say I, that. I, okay, say that I'll, I'll take a word. I'll take a word for it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, go break the law. Have fun. When you get pulled over, just uh, you know, use my name as a reference, Rusty Shackelford, <laughs> and you'll be good to go. Mine's Bay Area Bugs. Yeah, Javi's name is first name is Bay, last name is Area Bugs. <laughs> area Bugs. <laughs> he has bugs in his area. That's where it came from. If you're wondering. <laughs> Um, all right, and then I have the standard Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, mm-hmm. classic, per usual. Um, and then, all right, so uh, last time we were out, we were in Abu Dhabi wrapping up the season. Um, now F1 is done for 2019. We will be back in, what, March, probably, I think? Yes. 2020? I don't know, yeah. whenever uh, Drive to Survive comes back. Yeah, whenever Drive to Survive comes back. Yeah, actually, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Um, not a whole lot happened at uh, at Abu Dhabi at Yas Marina, but uh, we did miss a few good midfield battles um, during the race that we could have seen. But F1 TV or whoever the Sky Sports people, whoever coverage we were watching, just did not feel like covering that, which left us all here a little little disappointed. We felt kind of jaded. So we will move on to our season finale of our blunders, battles, and bullseyes. Uh, we all have picked out two of each. And we're going to go ahead and start and go through those. So, um, Javi, do you want to start us off with your first blunder of the season? Or your first, your favorite blunder of the season? Yeah. Uh, my favorite blunder of the season. Uh, if I remember right, I even ranted on the show when this happened. Uh, let's jump all the way back to the beginning, end of the season. Uh, at the Canadian GP. Um, uh-huh. I think it was at the end of Quali, right? Because he screwed up a lot of people's mm-hmm. hot yes, laps. Yes, yeah. Yep. Uh, K-Mag going 100 to 0 mile, miles per hour real quick. 
real quick. Smashing up the car, making all of his mechanics have to uh, probably stay up past their bedtime. And had to put be the car back together. Yeah, yep. he smashed that car. Um, so not necessarily that part is my favorite blunder or most memorable, but uh, what really grinded my gears is when uh, he came on the radio, I think, after the race and said that this had been the worst experience he had ever had because his performance was shit at the GP. And I just couldn't believe he said that to his team after he smashed the vehicle himself. Yeah, what an awful human being. Uh, yeah, didn't he? Uh, didn't he come on the radio and say like, "This is the worst car I have ever driven"? Yeah, uh, sounds like something Fernando Alonso would say. Yeah, but Fernando Alonso has it, yeah. earned the right to say that. Well, yeah, when you have two world championships, you have a little bit of leeway with your with the amount of uh, with the amount of trash talk you can do. And yeah, what if, you, if you do it, yeah, nothing. He has nothing. He has one funny quote, and that's all he has. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, so he can suck my balls, mate. Um, <laughs> so that's mine, uh, number one. And then the next one, <laughs> can't decide between uh, Botas breathing heavily at uh, his crash <laughs> of the Mexican GP, like uh, Darth Vader over the radio, and then eh, I'll, I'll pick this one because it was just so hilarious at the time. Uh, Stroll at, where was it, Italy? Uh, where yep. um, Yeah, Monza. Monza. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Vettel Fashion. pulled out in front of him. Um, Vettel, from my point of view, wasn't able to see Stroll coming out uh, onto a very narrow part of the track. Stroll had to like swerve off the road, and then he said over the radio, he just came onto the circuit like an idiot right as he was coming onto the circuit like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and I can't remember. It was Gasly. He ran into Gasly. Gasly. Uh, who he was doing it to, but yeah. My favorite meme to come out of that whole situation was uh, they put they took the Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other and put Stroll's <laughs> face and Sebastian's <laughs> face on it. I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. That was he a good came one. onto the track like an idiot. The Spider Man's pointing at each other. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and then um, I was gonna go next. Yep. Uh, right, okay, cool. Brandon. What are your two blunders? Uh, well, my first one—it's not something that really happened during a race, but something that really confused almost the entirety of the F1 fan base. Uh, nobody picked up Hulkenberg for next season. Which that's it. I yeah. I, I can see why. Be, not why. But I, I can see um, that Hulkenberg. Didn't, hasn't really progressed as a driver very much in terms of like accolades and awards. But when you're looking at the driver lineups, he is like, I'm stumbling for words right now, but he is a great driver compared to like the lineup that we have for next year. That's basically what I'm saying. He's an above yeah. average driver. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they're dropping an above-average driver and keeping people like Stroll around. Keeping people like Stroll, Grosjean, Magnussen. K-Mag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Now, I, I know that I, that I would say there there is one time this year where Nico Hulkenberg could have made himself worthwhile and it was at Germany, but then he had to crash himself out of his one chance of finishing on the podium this year. Any year. Any year. Yeah, I guess he never. I don't think he's come. Has he come close any other years? Mm, I thought I he did. I'm sure he's gotten fourth. He did yeah, score a pole point. one time, I believe. But yeah, it does. That that sucks that no one's that no one's picking him up. Hopefully, he'll come back in uh, 2021. I hope so. Or at least certain people get dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your next blunder? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we're going through both of them at the same time. I thought we were going around. Um, my next one is Max shunting Cammy at a spa. Yeah. And then 
coming on afterwards and complaining about being closed in on when there was no gap to go into. <laughs> so what what happened there for with Kimmy and Max? Uh, it was Max, on the opening lap, right? Yeah, it was opening lap. Max was coming down. They were going to the first turn. And I guess Kimmy was out of Max's view. I'm not really sure. Um, but Max yeah, kept he on... Was. Yeah, Max kept on going straight into the turn. And Kimmy was already mid-turn, like... He was well into the turn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Max just scooped Kimmy from underneath and launched him a little bit. And then Kimmy comes on afterward and is like, some fucking idiot hit me. (laughs) I remember that. He said that as he was going up up the hill and... Yeah, I don't know what the hell Verstappen was thinking, where he thought he was going to be able to squeeze in, because I was at the hairpin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he just straight punted him. Yeah, his car was going straight, and almost oh, T-boned yeah, that too. Kimmy. <laughs> like, like, he wasn't <laughs> going to make I the turn. forgot about that. He didn't yeah, even he... turn his vehicle. Like, imagine no vehicles were there. What the fuck was his driveline going to be? <laughs> Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was that was definitely a worthwhile blunder. Um, so then we will move on to my blunders. Um, my blunders are both Haas related. My first blunder: Haas picking up Rich Energy as a team sponsor. Who yep. in the hell approved this? I mean, several people had to look at Rich Energy, try and find their financial information, try and go see where their products are, where they distribute to, what's going on, probably have meetings with the people who work at Rich Energy. They had to have done these things, right? And, and they, they still... Seems legit yeah. to me. <laughs> seems legit. Seems good. Great. And then not only that... <laughs> where do they that. sell this stuff? Nowhere. Okay, cool. Perfect. Low overhead. I guess that must be... What, how much are they giving us? 80, 80 million? Great, we'll take it. Yeah, like that what was probably is... the extent to the conversation, though. Mm-hmm. How much yeah. are they giving us? Eighty million? Great, we'll take it. It was. It had to be an intern, a college intern, running a social media website that did the whole entire business deal because <laughs> that is the shadiest, most random sponsor that's ever been in F one. Maybe the shortest time, also. I'm not sure. Yeah. So. After and having worked with so many interns at my job, like, yeah, that's a total intern move. Find the shadiest sponsor that will accept my proposal. That is even, like, the most embarrassing thing, though. Like, the way Bridge Energy went on social media and, like, would constantly, uh, I don't know about constantly, but they had a few posts that jabbed at Haas. I'm like, what is going on? What is this? The social media almost made me put it in the bullseyes yeah. because it was so juicy. And I don't think F1 has had that in the past few years. Maybe maybe with, uh, the, with the Rosberg and Hamilton, that was pretty juicy, but it wasn't quite this kind of juicy. Yeah, the next runner-up on juiciness would be uh, Mission Winnow. Oh, yeah, which is basically them. just yeah. Marlboro. Like a cool-down version of... Haas Energy is what that Haas is. Haas Energy. And then my next bullseye. Haas has retained both Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen. I mean, these guys are screwing the team left and Wait, right. Wait, you say they that's can't a bullseye? Race. No, I'm saying that's a blunder. blunder. Did I say bullseye? I meant, I meant blunder. I'm sorry. Yes, my blunder is that Haas has retained both Grosjean and Magnussen. I mean, like, come on. These guys can't finish a race. If they're in the race, they crash into each other. They'll crash into someone else. Or they'll just wreck the car, and then they can't even finish the race then. So there's no option for them at this point, really. But they have managed to re-sign these two jokes of drivers. And... um there's really nothing that Haas has going for him anymore except for having Gunther Steiner as a team principal. Yeah. yeah is that I, it? Who's in charge of signing the drivers? Is it the owner of the team? I think probably, it's probably, probably Gunther and Gene. If it's Gunther, then what the fuck is he thinking? It's probably different, dude. It's probably got to be... <sighs> it's know. that same intern who, who got yeah, Rich Energy <laughs> as the sponsor. <laughs> That's who it is. Whoever's given this damn intern all this power is really who needs to be fired. Yeah. 
I just well, want right, to know who's in charge of it because they're making really dumb decisions given the fact that uh, Magnuson and Grosjean have not only fucked up a lot, but have showed a continue, continuing pattern of fucking up for the past three years. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten nothing accomplished. Nothing. Well, then I think it is now time to move on to the battles of the season. So, Javi, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, since it's right in uh, fresh still in my memory, um, let's not forget Verstappen and Hamilton's uh, battle at uh, Brazil. Uh, it was nice to be able to see a Red Bull giving uh, Mercedes uh, the run for its money. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone probably remembers that one still, so... The next one that I will pick will be Leclerc versus The Field at Monaco. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was like a pre-race me- uh, interview. Extreme. That he would have to take extreme uh, risks to be able to work his way through t- to the top of the or the front of the pack. And that's exactly what he did. He ended up putting himself out of commission. He's a man of his word, Charles Leclerc is. That yeah. would have been a really. He would have done really well for him for that last turn. <laughs> if he hadn't clipped his back wheel, he would have been fine. If he could have been just a little bit he less even, extreme. <laughs> but he even you know pulled what? that I just turn remembered. off once when he passed uh, whoever that was. You guys remember I feel like that? It was Grosjean. Um, the hair weave that was stuck to his wheel. I just remembered that. <laughs> no. No, I don't remember that. He drove on that bitch at like race speed, shredded it to millions of pieces, but the oh, okay, yes, were still I remember hanging that. on, and it looked like a meant, weave. Yeah, I thought you meant like an actual hair weave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it that's, looked like that one. was the ex- that was the extreme part. Jesus, yeah. do you remember you that, Brandon? I, I do remember him driving on it, but I don't remember how shredded it was. Oh, it was shredded. It was destroying his floor. He was taking. He almost could have taken out other drivers if he would have gotten close enough to them. And he just kept going right at speed. He's like, eh, fuck it, I don't need four wheels. Yeah, he didn't need it at all. All right, then, Brandon, what are your battles? Uh, my battles, well, going off of that Red Bull versus Lewis Hamilton at Brazil, um, Pierre Gasly is going to be the sister team. Um, really gave Lewis a run for his money on that last lap. Uh, yeah, he did. How what was the gap between them? I can't remember, like a tenth of a second though, right? Yeah, like nothing. And Lewis was just trying and trying to gain up and get on that pole, but it ended up being um Pierre Gasly. And we've said it before, but um Ben and I were huge we've been on uh Pierre Gasly's fan fandom since he became a rookie was last year. And I'm, I was just super happy to see him there. And then my next battle, unless you guys got, have something to say about it. No, nope, just, just more okay. applause for Pierre Gasly out dragging Lewis Hamilton in a, um, while he was in his Honda. Yeah, that was another thing. A Honda Honda engine got up there. Honda. Honda. Uh, my next battle, I wanted to go something that was a little more season long and... It's always fun to see the uh, the rest of the teams, F1.5, battle each other. But the closest battle that we had was Toro Rosso versus Renault. Uh, they ended up ending the season. Uh, if I go back to check again real quick, it was only about 14 points uh, separating each other. Uh, wow. Yeah. That may be a little off. Hold on. But... Excellent. The, the this main is great. the main thing was actually it was sixteen points. Uh you were pretty close. Yeah, that was a good try. Um, the main thing was that Toro Rosso had consistency; they had consistent points, but Renault was able to beat them out just because when they did score, they had more points. So that was that was a fun battle to keep track of. Good job for them. That's that's a tough. That's a tough uh, mm-hmm. tough battle to win. 
All right, then we will move on to my battles. My first battle, the whole season battle between the Ferrari drivers, Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel. These two boys went at it all season, really. Uh, in his first year at Ferrari, only one thing was important to Charles Leclerc, and that was going to be beating his teammate, Sebastian Vettel. Um, Sebastian Vettel doesn't have a great history of being the, the old teammate at the team. Um, a lot of people put that on him after he moved right after being Daniel Ricciardo's teammate. Um, and he, he does great when he's the first, when he's the young guy at the team trying to beat the old top dog. But this time, uh, Charles took the fight to Seb. He really took it the first race, but Ferrari, uh, wouldn't let him around him. Um, second race, he didn't bother asking. He just went ahead and passed and you could see it. Uh, the, the gloves came off throughout the season. He took that fight right to Sebastian. Um, he got moodier and moodier on the radio too, as, as the season went on. Did you guys, did you guys notice that? Definitely. Yeah, he would come on and maybe not complain, but kind of, you know, he, mm-hmm. he would really vocalize his opinions a lot more, a lot more frequently. Uh, kind of like Lewis almost, really. And so that was that was my number one battle. Uh, my number two battle is a specific battle. This was also Charles Leclerc, um, and it was versus Max Verstappen at Silverstone. Uh, in this race, uh, this is coming just shortly after uh, Austria, where Max blatantly just elbowed Charles off the track, and uh, the FAA let it stand. Uh, they decided, I guess, that that was going to be mm-hmm. the racing standard for the rest of the season. And uh, so now at this point, Charles, uh, he's done. He's like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And he got his elbows out, and he was pushing with Max on and off the track, and he was able to put in a pass that really stuck with me the whole season. Um, and so that is my battle of the season was Max versus Charles. And also with this uh, battle, I believe Max won action of the season for this by still fighting back after being pushed off the track by Charles. Yep. And to go back on that uh, Vettel and Leclerc battle, Leclerc ended up out-qualifying Vettel, I think it was three more times, so out of the 21 races, uh, Leclerc out-qualified him 12 times, and Vettel only out-qualified Chucky nine times. Wow. How yeah. many poles did Chucky have? Nine? I think it was nine. It was That's the, majority, the majority of the last half. Yeah, he had more. He beat Lewis. He beat Valtteri. Actually, I think Valtteri beat Lewis. I, uh, that could be wrong, but for poles? I want to say. Yeah, for poles. Um, well, not for world championships. I don't know. How Hamilton out-qualified Botas. Hold on, let me look again. 14 to 7. Oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, all right then, guys. I think we will finish off these battles or these blunders battles and bullseyes with the bullseyes. Javi, what are your top two bullseyes for the season? Okay, uh, number one would be uh, after, what would it be, 14, 15? When did Honda come in? Was it 15? 15 or 16? Yeah, I think 15 with McLaren. After four years then, let's call it, uh, four years of developing an engine, um, good job to Honda, uh, Honda for uh, making a fabulous engine. Uh, at least it looked very well put together at the Brazilian GP. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're able to outdrag a uh, um, Mercedes, then I'd say you're building a, a great engine. Um, not even just outdrag, but uh, in addition to being able to outperform it in the turns, also outdrag. Nice job. Uh, so that's number one. And then uh, my second one would go out to. <laughs> George Russell of the uh, Williams team. Woo! Yeah, not to be confused with the other George Russell, uh, for only finishing one point behind his teammate, the uh, smallest gap from teammate to teammate (laughs) out of the entire lineup. So good job, George Russell. Good job, George (laughs) Russell. We applaud you here at the Copy That Mate podcast. Oh. You should uh, insert like a, a clapping. I have a clap track. Yeah, he does. Yeah, there you go. Insert that right now. And a cheering one, too. Okay. Um, well, then, Brandon, what are your bullseyes? Uh, my bullseyes 
Well, Javi covered Honda, and I'm covering McLaren. McLaren made some big progress. Uh, it seems that um, McLaren and Honda had a very toxic relationship, and as soon as they separated, they both made uh, pretty good headway. Uh, McLaren, I think it, was, it had more to do with their consistent small upgrade packages that they had throughout the season uh, compared to just having a Renault engine all of a sudden and big packages. Um, they ended up finishing big the season. Big packages. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up finishing the season in fourth. Uh, well behind Red Bull, unfortunately. But way ahead Renault in fifth place. They were uh, 200 plus points behind Red Bull and like 50 points ahead of Renault. 50 So points. yeah, that, that was great. Um, they're definitely the best of the rest. My other bullseye is Albon fitting in well into the Red Bull team uh, after short practices with them, after a short time getting to know the car, and immediately inconsistently getting uh, top 10 placements. I think his average was like around fifth place. So I really want to show. see that guy do well next year. Like, really, really well. So do I. Yeah, I think, I guess we would, we definitely all do. I, I want Pierre to, you know, I wish it would have worked out for him at Red Bull. I hope he gets a top drive somewhere. <laughs> but I like Albon a lot. He seems like a good guy. Speaking of which, I, 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 I really hope Kavir or Gasly make some sort of moves because I don't think their time on Toro Rosso, um, I don't think they have very much time. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to have very much time on Toro Rosso. Like, no. if it, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it, right? Yeah, they'll treat you like a call girl on Toro Rosso's team. Yeah, yeah they'll call you up quick. and be like, Hey, Danny, um, we need you to come back over here. I know it's 3 a.m., but uh, I think you're cute. And, you know, Daniel Cafe was just like, Duh. Uh, yup. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. as soon as business Duh. is done, they're like, Yeah, you, uh, you need to leave. You need to leave. But you said you love me. Oh, no, that was just for the night. That was just to get you into the seat. Do I not get any <laughs> breakfast? No. There's a granola here's, bar. No, here's, here's 10 bucks for the taxi. Go ahead and go. <laughs> Man, <laughs> who knew that Helmet Marco was such a <laughs> such a woman, a drivenizer? Uh, should we start calling them Alpha Tori? Hey, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, is that all your bullseyes? Yeah, that's two of them. That's two of them. One mm-hmm. plus one is two. These are things you do not hear on other podcasts. Minus one, that's two quick maths. Oh. That's definitely Wait. not three, by the way. That's not three. That's why Brandon's also not a rapper <laughs> that does quick maths. Big shock. Okay, Ben's bullseyes. So the first one's got to go to my guy, my most handsome driver on the grid, Carlos Sainz, number one in Nico, my heart. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Nico Hulkenberg. Anto Giovinazzi. Hey, well, yeah, I'll say according to Dino, it is it is uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. So, and according to me, all that the, when we first brought it up. <laughs> well, we vetoed you initially, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to handsome guy Carlos. Um after bouncing around team to team for the last few years, he was a Toro Rosso driver. He was a Renault driver. He has finally found his way into a team where he's really set himself up as a leader. Um, he's partnered with Lando Norris, a rookie in F1, and Carlos and him get along great. They are a hilarious duo, mm-hmm. and they have helped lead uh, McLaren to a best-of-the-rest finish, and they they both surely have made Fernando Alonso extremely jealous. Definitely. Yeah, they're great together. They really go well together, like PB and J. Yeah, I'm gonna say like uh, Lando is the peanut butter, and and uh, Science is the jelly. Because he's so handsome. He he seems no. You know because what? I'm he gonna makes reverse everyone that. jelly with this handsomeness. Because, no, oh, because yeah. uh, Carlos is smooth. It's smooth peanut butter, by the way. Oh, he's, oh, smooth he's operator. a smooth operator. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> But, but Landon it. seems like the sweet one. Landon. 
if you just call if his name's Lando and then you just put the N there, it is Landon. Lando Corissian. Landon yeah. Oris. Uh, do you guys know speaking- Lando's in the new Star Wars again? Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Huh. I saw him on doing the uh, tour thing. Weird. Where they go to talk shows and yeah. Well, speaking of Lando Norris, my second bullseye, Lando Norris. Um, Showing up, being a rookie, it's never an easy thing to do. But uh, I don't think anyone has shown up and been just absolutely adored as Lando Norris has. He is making memes. He is making people crack up just from his comments. He does iRacing streams. And he's kind of just an all-around kid. Um, He's really breathing kind of a new life into the sport. And I think... It's filled with a lot of serious right now. We have a lot of old guys. And this kind of new generation, Lando's kind of leading the way in. It's nice. I know Max was a young kid when he came into F1, but he's kind of a crabby little crybaby, whereas Lando is a fun guy. And so that's why he is my second bullseye. He's definitely. I like this new generation. Yeah. uh, Lando's definitely the most entertaining guy on the field. Um, I don't know if you guys saw his, uh, his Texas. Uh, helmet, but it was just on the back end design of him with the helmet on in a cowboy suit. Oh, didn't he have like some six shooters also? I think so. Classic. I'm that was way better. Right That's way better than when uh, you guys. Oh, well, I guess Brandon, you weren't there. But uh, 2018, the the at Coda. Yeah. The Red Bulls racing suits were horrendous it was some kind of weird like cowboy looking kind of suit that was just designed into a race suit um and it was it was ugly and they should never have done it whoever approved that was probably that one intern again he's done all kinds of terrible things this season he's worked for so many teams jesus yeah man he i wonder i wonder if he's paid he's probably unpaid and that's why he got like rust painted onto it too yeah it was like rust well, all right, guys. So that wraps up our uh, 2019 season of battles, blunders, and bullseyes. So then we can go ahead and wrap up the season in general. Um, so let's go ahead and start with everyone's favorite moment of the year. Um, I'll start with my favorite moment. My favorite moment easily was in Canada after Sebastian was notified that he was not going to take the victory and he stormed off back to his locker or whatever, his his pit, when he came back out and switched the first place and second place signs from Lewis's car and his car. That was hilarious. That, that was, was so dramatic. Yeah. It was That was such a WWE moment <laughs> in F1. It was perfect. And that was, my, hands down, my moment of the season. Same. Well, you're not going to get any argument from me. That was really, that was hilarious. That was great. All right, Brandon. So, what Ooh. is your favorite moment? Uh, I wouldn't say of it's 2019. A, it was a moment, but Ferrari's uh, reawakening after the summer break uh, was my favorite uh, part of the season, mainly because we had quite a slow and almost torment, torturing, torturous, there you go, that's the word torturous first half and to see the ferraris start to lock out the front and to see chucky actually uh starting to take poles and start to take charge was really entertaining it was it was sure nice that his engine wasn't blowing up when he was about to win a race yeah javi probably uh shut that out of his mind again never happened yeah, that, that never happened yeah. <laughs> And Javi, then, what is your 2019 favorite moment? Uh, for the exact same reason as yours, Ben. Um, it's different, but because it's such a WWE moment, the release of Drive to Survive was my favorite part of the season. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was awesome. That Damn. got so many people into F1. I got so hyped. And it's going to happen again next year. Yep. And I'll Which, tell you what, having someone in charge of dramatizing this whole series just made it so much better Mm -hmm. watching act literally like just watching the tension between people between team principles was (laughs) so funny and so entertaining yeah especially seeing cyril be so petty and just a dick (laughs) oh man 
I love it. Who knew people if, making so much money could be so fucking petty? Oh, wait, I did. I wish they had a Bachelor that was all F1. I'd watch that one. Hashtag humble brag. Like the Whoa. NBC? <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, okay, and then finally, guys, uh, last thing for wrapping up the season here. Um, what is one thing you are looking forward to for next season in 2020? Just one thing I wrote down, too. Um, okay, all right, then. Two. We'll take two. We'll take two. Well, it, my uh, one of my two is actually the exact same as uh, last year, and that's the release of season two. Uh, trying to survive <laughs> i'm looking forward to that a lot definitely but uh the other one is that i'm really looking forward to uh watching these 2020 f1 cars ride around on dubs on uh dubs. spinners on, on 22s uh just can't wait for for them to get rid of the liveries and just do candy paint that, that's going to be my favorite part of 2021 but these big ass rims are probably going to be real cool to see. Dope, especially Brandon? if they affect the driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, well, what about you? I'm looking forward to Ocon's performance at Renault. Uh, he's been gone for a year, but he has been test yeah. driving for Mercedes. Um, but hopefully, he's not too rusty in the whole competitive scene. Uh, this time, he won't have. Sergio busting his balls the entire time, but maybe Daniel Ricardo will will be the next Perez. So just have that squirrely Australian there busting his balls. I think it'll be Those interesting kangaroos. now to see how Ocon performs next to Ricardo too, like to see how That'd they be... compare. Kangaroos That's and good. marsupials in general are uh, known for their ball busting abilities. And that is true. Yeah, this is really going to be a make and break season for. Both of them. One of them is yeah. going to prove that they are better than this seat, and one of them probably is going to just be stuck there or be on their way out of F1. All right, and then uh, the one thing I am looking forward to for 2020 is Lewis Hamilton winning his seventh world championship title. That's right. You heard it here first. Oh, you know what? Then I'm looking forward to Charles winning his first title. Oh, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> All right. You maybe heard it here first from Brandon, too. Or if not, you heard it here first where I made fun of Brandon for being wrong. And we'll make fun <laughs> of Brandon for Lewis not I'm winning. calling it hopefully. Verstappen's first title. All right. Oh, man. This turned into a prediction like podcast that. real quick. Yeah, did that like leave a dirty that taste that in your mouth? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> you got to gargle some beer again. <laughs> it tastes like twang. Whatever that taste is. Ew. Twine? Yeah, twang. That's twang. just the word that came to mouth. Twang. To my mouth, to my mind. <laughs> and to my mouth, too. It also came to my mouth. You weren't wrong. Okay. All right, so let's talk about a few things that we have going on that are going to be new for 2020. Um, just as Javi uh, mentioned that he was looking forward to seeing, we are switching over from these little 13-inch like import rims to some dubs. We're moving over to 18-inch rims that they're putting on these cars. Pirelli's going to have to rework all their tire business. Not that they already don't have to do it all the time because everyone complains, but now they're really going to have to rework it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be rolling around with huge uh, cars that look like I dubs. made it on Forza or uh, GTA or Midnight Club. I yeah. want <laughs> I want to see a Formula One car with suicide doors. When's oh, there going to be a Supreme sticker on a Formula One car now? Once Supreme decides to advertise in Formula. Why don't they? Maybe with Lando, he can score that sponsorship. Lando, okay, hang on, I need to tweet Lando. Uh, I'm going to make a note here well, that I'm going to tweet Lando and Supreme and hook them up. Maybe if yeah. more clothing companies start to advertise... Oh, what kind of clothing companies, Brandon? You know, uh, clothing companies such as, uh, well, Tommy Hilfiger has now, well, not now, yeah. but has been advertising Mercedes. What and, if, uh, huh. Do any of them have, like, energy drink affiliations? Funny you say that, Javi. Rich energy 
<laughs> just started selling clothes only available at strip clubs near you. <laughs> no, but Red Bull, Red Bull has. Uh, when actually did they start their clothing company? Does anyone know? Oh no, let no, me. I, I have no idea. But I just can't believe how much everything costs. Yeah, it's super freaking expensive. I'm I'm looking at. This long sleeve sh- sh- uh, sweater slash dress that's 220 euros. 2016. Yeah, so that's even more in US dollars. Yeah. There's a cool trench coat I like here, the uh, the Couve V3Y302, and it's a uh, 799.90 in euros. Uh, so I'm not buying that anytime soon. Their beanie is 70 euros. Why? Oh, here, I found a beanie that's only 49 euros. Well, I don't remember if you uh, if you went, <laughs> if you bought clothes at the uh, Formula race, at the Grand Prix, but yeah, a sweatshirt were, was $100. Yeah, those were severely overpriced, and those seem like a bargain now. Yeah. Ooh, but anyways, Toro Rosso is now changing their name to AlphaTori, which is the clothing brand. Which, do you think that's going to be confusing because there's Alpha Tori and then Alpha, Alpha Romeo? Romeo. Uh, yeah, one of them can't just call them Alpha anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely spelled differently, but they are pronounced the same. Yeah. I don't know. I think that this is just this is just an advertising stunt for Red Bull. Dude, there's a bomber is. jacket on there that I really like. It's only 120. I'd Wait, pay I that. like the trench coats. There's a bomber jacket on here. Dude, I really I'd, like it. I'd pay 120 for a bomber jacket. Yeah, I know. I know, like that sounds like a regular price. That's how much I paid for the Calvin Klein that I had. That's now at Goodwill. Hashtag humblebrag. Thank you all for no, tuning in. No, it lasted me about copy. six years. Thank you all for tuning into the Copy That Mate Fashion Podcast. Uh, <laughs> we are now sponsored by Alpha Tori and Calvin Klein. Can Calvin Klein. And uh, Nautica. <laughs> Ew, who is. I don't know what. Why? I don't want any uh, Nautica clothes. I just thought of a brand. <laughs> okay, I you can Nautica. have Nautica. Ha ha, how Nautica? Then. Oh, you already did. Just did. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the next thing, uh, Williams is parting ways with Mega Kubica for some reason uh, in favor of Nick Latifi, a uh, Formula 2 straggler. So um, I would imagine he's got to be bringing in some money, uh, mm-hmm. like we kind of talked about with Dino on the last podcast, because there just there just isn't doesn't seem to be that much benefit of bringing him in, uh, really over anybody. I mean, if you wanted a good driver, they could have got Nico Hulkenberg, I guess, but uh, they probably need money, and I don't think Nico's bringing in money as we had discussed. Well, so Nico had also said that he had no interest in joining Williams. Well, you know, Nico, now you're out of F1, so sometimes you got to bite the bullet. Well, it's also like his own self, self-worth. self I don't know. Look at Kimmy. Kimmy was like, oh, Ferrari doesn't want me? All right, I'm just going to go get paid a shit ton and drive it Alfa Romeo. All right, yeah, that's true. Which I know is more enticing than Williams, but I mean... Kimmy would just want to drive. Yeah, he just wanted to drive. He didn't like the whole social aspect of being in Ferrari. Yeah. He didn't like the social aspect of living. <laughs> That's true. Unless, However, unless he, did, he could have some beers. Didn't he just dress as like a reindeer for one of their Christmas parties? That was glorious. Huh. Yeah, he, he was dressed up as a reindeer you. and uh, taking pictures with several random people. If it involves alcohol, he's in. He's in. Drunk snowboarding, in. <laughs> Drunk Formula One racing. He's in. in. <laughs> Wouldn't put that past him that he's done Already it in it. Yeah, already been done. <laughs> Next. He drinks champagne Next. before and after the race. <laughs> he pre-games with... They're, they're always missing a bottle at the end. <laughs> No, actually, they probably have a spare bottle in case one breaks before the end of the race, but it's always missing by the beginning of the race. No, see, they predicted that already because it's been going on for decades, so they just have one labeled for Kimmy. 
Is Kimi? <laughs> wait, is Kimi the most? Yeah, he is the most experienced driver on the track. He's about to break. Uh, yeah, Barrichello's Barrichello's I... uh, record, right? I can't find that picture. Can you guys send it to me? Maybe. Let's see, Kimi, is it a reindeer? I think yeah, it was we'll a reindeer. Yeah, we'll send it to you. Here, hold on. And I'll, uh, I'll put it in the show notes too. Here, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Kimmy as reindeer drunk. All right, cool. Show notes done. All right, well, then um, we'll move on to the last two bits of uh, changes for the uh, upcoming season here. We have two new tracks. Uh, one is going to be at the Revitalized Zandvoort. Um, so that's going to be Max's home race. Uh, it's a classic Formula One track that has kind of fallen, not to disrepair, just out of Formula One spec. And now it's going to be brought back uh, to the proper safety standards and the track whatever they have to look at and uh, they're also adding a huge embankment at the end it's going to be two times more than indianapolis's banking is currently which i believe indy is at nine percent so this is going to be 18 percent banking uh, on the last turn here so as brandon mentioned earlier they are trying to get rid of roman grosjean permanently yes Good. someone wait do they have any barriers on the side of that <laughs> i mean <laughs> They have they have like launch pads, like it gives them like a huge speed boost and <laughs> just sends you full off away. I thought yeah, we were talking about F one, not F E. <laughs> the attack zone. All right. That's the yeah. attack. That's the attack zone. I love attack zone. We need it in F one. Can you imagine? That would be so cool. <laughs> uh, I feel like the fact that Ferrari already has that whole gas scandal <laughs> that would, only would it make be? it worse. It would be like the ability to press uh or to have access to a 200 shot of nitrous. That would be yeah. cool. Oh, they have a NOS bottle on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by NOS. Yeah. That'd be a good... I was just going to say that'd be a and great Red sponsorship opportunity. They would love it. That'd be good. Also, other fun fact about this. Um, so, people who have seen The Bachelor will have seen Ari Leindyke Jr., um, and he is son of Ari Leindyke, uh, both of which were race car drivers. Um, I believe one was in IndyCar, and then the other, I think Junior, only got to Indy Lights. Um, but uh, there's a corner here named after Ari Leindyke. So hmm. any crossover fans uh, from pod- from uh, F1 podcasts and Bachelor podcasts will recognize this corner. And then our second new track that's coming out next year that probably more people have heard about is uh, it's going to be in Hanoi in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And um, this circuit was designed by Herman Tilke, but it was designed as kind of a more so more of an open street circuit. So not quite as closed in as street circuits typically are, you know, similar to Monaco. So more of a racetrack in the inner city. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Um, It'll still have the twists and turns like you would in a street circuit. But it's going to be a little wider, so hopefully that'll lead to some good racing. We'll see how it goes. I am I am all for trying new tracks and seeing what it's like, um, especially with them making the season so long next season. I mean, with as long as eventually we can get France out, unless they do something and France becomes amazing. But picture if you're trying to if you're trying to see what the track looks like, picture a T-bone steak without the meat and just the bone. <laughs> That is exactly what it's like. Yeah, yeah. picture like a cartoon T-bone steak and then just take out the red inner part. And that's exactly (laughs) what it looks like. Brandon's right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It comes uh, down to like a cul-de-sac. And it's a super long straightaways. It just goes through my addition. Yes. Oh, that'd be cool. uh, I'll put a link to the... uh, I'll put track map links to both these circuits in the show notes for everybody to look at. And AlphaTauri clothes. See if if you're balling and you want to go out and spend like a thousand bucks on a coat. Yeah. Or if you want to buy us one, you can uh, email oh, us at oh, yeah. uh, Send, copy put, that podcast the link at gmail.com. To that bomber jacket I want. <laughs> Javi wears a medium. Uh, medium, yeah. Medium, yeah. All right, well, then I think that is it for uh, what we have so far for news for upcoming uh, the upcoming season 2020. Um, good season this season. Uh, you know, after the first few races when Mercedes basically destroyed everybody, I don't think we had a whole lot of expectations for the season. Yeah. Um, I was kind of discouraged. But I thought it turned out to be a really good season. Do you guys have anything else about this season or anything else you want to say? 
Nah, nah, um, nah. Although F one twenty twenty season has um a, a one more extra race, there's not as many back to back races as you may think. Kind of disappointed uh, me. Hmm. I was kind of hoping for a back to back to back, but back to back to back to back. There back isn't to back to back to back to back. Like I'm back to back. That's like a little Dickies verse, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was from How Can You Sleep? All right. Well, everybody, per usual, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Copy That Mate. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at mm-hmm. Copy That Mate as well. Uh, you can follow Javi and I on Twitter. We are at Get Benjamins and at Javask, which is J A V V A S Q. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at GetBenjamins11. You can follow Javi on Instagram at ChampagneHavi. And you can follow Brandon on Instagram at Brandonius underscore Leviticus. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And that's all. Uh, bye. Bye. Also, March 15th, that's Australia. Uh, Album first, drops. <laughs> first races of F1 2020 season. Uh, we, make, we may make some formula e content but that's to be determined oh we're gonna make formula e content it's just that the races are so far away and they're in january (laughs) yeah so we'll get there we'll have to make some in-between content as well yes okay bye Bye. kimmy looks ridiculous of the, this uh, Vietnam track looks like a penis. Typical. Which end you made ass? Um, I don't know what cardinal direction that is, but it's the one that looks like a head. Like it's a the D, one that looks a like a penis. D, yeah, a capital D and five Wait, equal oh, signs. Hold on. If you if you even look at this, you will see which one he <laughs> so is phallic. referring to. It's so phallic. I mean, there's really like well, two spots Javi, that could be. Who are you to define the shape? Here, you know of what? Penis. I'm gonna give you guys. So turn. So we start off in turn five, right? That's the base. Well, here, if you want to get real technical, turn thirteen and fourteen. That's the that's the sack. Turn fifteen is the start of the base. We get all the way down to sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, where we round out the head, and then <clears throat> we go all the way back down the shaft to turn ten, and that's where we finish the phallic uh, phallic track here. Thank you for coming to my track talk. <laughs> and penis talk. And anatomy, uh, anatomy hosting. Suck my balls, All mate. Right. You, you know Suck who you balls, reminded mate. me of? The uh, South Park episode where they try to take over the federal government by taking over Fed, Federal Express, FedEx. Um, <laughs> and they talk about the formula to find the size of a male penis. But it also takes into account the girth and the pitch and the yeah. yaw. The yaw. <laughs> the yaw. I remember Randy teaching that to the class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>